0: You are listening to Sheep Might Fly, a podcast of serialised fiction written and read by Tansy Rayner-Roberts. Our current serial is Musketeer Space. Chapter 54. Mission to Valour. This was embarrassing. For Dana, it had been an entire week of embarrassment, thanks to the reports she and Athos had been required to lodge, detailing their intimate knowledge of the sun-kissed agent, known variously as Slate, Winter, Milord, Milord Vaniel de Winter, Linton Grey, Vaniel Stonewater, Auden Snow, and the Honourable Auden d'Orteville. Then there had been the discovery, after a week or more of intense diplomacy and attempts at translating an alien language formed mostly from light and colour, that Milord was wanted by his own people for crimes so grave they would be willing to pull their troops out of truth space in exchange for his living body. The question as to whether this invasion had been intended for the specific purpose of reclaiming Milord, or whatever he was called in his own language, sparkle, flash, shimmering sunbeam, or something equally untranslatable, had literally been keeping Athos up at nights. The Regents, Admiral Treville and the Cardinal all agreed that reclaiming Milord from Valor was now of the utmost importance to the war effort. Special Agent Rosnay Cho had been put in charge of a mixed unit made up of sabres and musketeers. Porthos and Aramis were both included in the mission. Athos and Dana were not. Another stinging humiliation piled on top of so many others that Dana barely felt it. Athos refused to accept that when it came to Milord de Winter, he and Dana were hopelessly compromised. He argued they were both needed on the mission precisely because of their experience with the diabolically ruthless agent. He was not prepared to leave Treville's office until she agreed with him. Treville dug her heels in so hard there were skid marks on the carpet. Their fight had been going for two hours and counting. Dana had missed lunch. Finally, Treville threw up her arms and bellowed, "'He's in custody of the Countess of Clarick's personal guards "'and a planetary marshal. "'All this team have to do is collect him from detention,' Bring him back here, a simple operation. What the hell insight do the two of you think you can provide? For a start, said Athos flatly, there is no risk of either of us looking at this mission as a simple operation. There is no such thing with this man. He and Treville stared each other down silently. Dana became aware of a frantic buzz of conversation outside the office. Admiral Treville? Treville held up a hand to silence her, then strode out of the office. Athos gave Dana a dirty look. She rolled her eyes at him and followed Treville. Have they started shooting again? Treville barked at her comms officer. No, boss, said comms. It's just there's something come through on the interplanetary wire, from Gossip Node and a bunch of other sources. I wasn't aware that Gossip Node was one of the sources we prioritised. Not usually, boss, said Combs, blushing. But they're saying on valour that the Duchess of Buckingham has been assassinated. Dana felt cold spread through her body, starting from her neck. Buck, she thought helplessly, and then with a burst of inner selfishness, what about Conrad? Conrad Sue's last message to her had been flippant and ordinary. This house is too small for me, and Buck's terrible shoe collection. I was looking for the games room, fell into her shoe cupboard, and I was lost for hours. Send a ball of yarn. That was yesterday. You should have sent us days ago, accused Athos in a voice low enough that no one but Treville and Dana could hear him. Treville gave Athos a sour look. Head down to Sherlow Station and inform Agent Cho to make room for two more. If you come back to Paris in a body bag, I'll blow up that green eyesore of a ship myself. They burn bodies on Valor, was all Athos said before he walked away. Dana offered Treville an apologetic smile. We'll end this war, she said, with all the fervour of a newly minted musketeer. Yes, Treville sighed, but with Athos involved, you'll have started three more by the time I see you again. Rosne Cho had a new moth fighter. Not the same moth fighter as before, but one even newer. This one had a name, the Ryan Mac, and it was beautiful, gleaming silver like a beetle. A beetle made out of stars. Life... Dana d'Artagnan decided, was entirely unfair. Roe looked singularly unsurprised to find Athos and Dana joining her for the final briefing at the dock on Shello Station, while their ships were detailed by a group of dedicated and highly caffeinated Engies. Planchet's transfer from the frenzy Kenzie had come through three days after Dana's promotion. She waved cheerfully at Dana from the fin of the buttercup, before sliding all the way under to check the couplings on the power spheres. "'Is it true?' was the first thing Athos asked Rosne Cho. The two of them had bonded during the hellish week of translation. "'We think so,' said Ro. "'All we're getting is from the media at this point. "'We haven't been able to make contact with Villiers' house "'or with local law enforcement for formal confirmation.' "'Was it him?' Dana asked." She could be as streamlined and efficient as the rest of them. Roe gave her a steady look. Our sources assure us that the agent known as Milord is still under guard on private land on the far north of the continent. It looks like he wasn't involved. Porthos blew out an unbelieving breath, and even two sabres who made up the party muttered, "huh" to each other. Our mission's the same, said Roe. We collect the target from his detention. We bring him here to the Bastion. It's not our job to investigate the assassination of Buckingham, however tempted we might be. Dana raised her eyebrows, silently calling bullshit on that one. But, she invited. But, said Ro, giving her a smirk, turns out we have more personnel than we originally planned on, so I'll make that call when we hit Faller Orbit. Saddle up, buttercup. lot of space miles between here and there. Her first mission as a musketeer. Dana was playing it as cool as she could. Still, she was excited as they all went to their individual ships, despite Aramis mouthing the words, Saddle up, buttercup, in silent delight. Ready to go, Cap, said Planchet. As Dana stepped into the cockpit, The pig-tailed Engie came forward to help her with the helm and harness. Wish me luck, Papa, Dana thought, as they flew in formation out into space. The buttercup was delighted to be flying again. Space, 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 here we go, he sang. The look on Planchet's face, joy that they were finally doing this, together, mirrored Dana's own. If it helped to distract Dana from the fact that Conrad Sue had not replied to her me- recent messages, then all the better. After several days of jumping and recharging their way across the solar system, they were only a few hours out from Valor when a message chimed into the Morning Star. Aramis blinked at the user info. Priority one call from Luna Palais. "'followed by a series of ominous-looking security codes. "'Captain Lieutenant Aramis,' said Bazin, "'from where he stood plugged into the wall of the cockpit. "'There is a priority one. "'Yes, Bazin, thanks, I can see it.' "'Aramis hesitated only a moment, "'before stabbing at a button to bring up the call. "'Morning, Star!' "'It was not a surprise to see a business like Chevreuse "'filling her screen.' The surprise was the origin of the call. Why are you in Paris? Aramis demanded. What's wrong? The other woman rolled her eyes. I'm here to sit on a royal friend of ours so he doesn't go raging across the galaxy on an unsanctioned killing frenzy. Oh, that made sense. Chev would have had time to fly to Luna Palais from the Daughters of Peace once she heard the news about Buck. Royal exile or no royal exile, of course she would not leave Prince Alec to deal with the news on his own. Chevreuse was a good friend to have in bad times. This line is secure, she said now, in that brisk, no-nonsense way of hers. At least, if it's not, then no line ever can be. Are you on your way to valour? Aramis didn't ask how Chevreuse knew that. Her ex-girlfriend had spent her whole career as a wickedly efficient information hub. Special team, Aramis replied, collecting a package. That could be trickier than you think, Chevreuse frowned. Can you do me a favour? Always, Aramis said automatically, then hesitated. As long as it's not treasonous. Chavreuse gave her an exhausted look. As if I'd ask you to commit treason before breakfast, darling. Shoot. Do your people know how Buck died? Aramis stared at Chevreuse through the screen. She was all bright white bobbed hair and business suit, very professional. No, information's been sketchy and it's not supposed to be relevant to our mission. Collect my lord, take him back to the bastion, that was it, that was all they were supposed to do. Chevreuse leaned in, her bright blue eyes troubled. Aramis, honey... I can't emphasise enough how relevant this is to your mission. Tell me. Marshal Felton paid a call on Buck, 40 minutes before the staff at Villiers' house reported the murder. Aramis blinked at her. Marshal Felton? Jan Felton? She'd never met a stuffier, more rule-abiding person in her life. That can't be right. There were witnesses who corroborated the security records, but all evidence concerning Felton's presence in the house was deleted within six hours of the time of death. Chevreuse choked a little over the word death, and Aramis wanted to reach through the view screen to hug her. "'What can I do? "'We're not going to have much leeway on the planet "'if you want us to expand the investigation.' No need, Chevreuse said, getting more of a hold on herself. That's not the favour I require. There's one witness who can't be bought, can't be silenced, and I know exactly where he's hiding now because I sent him there. You and your crew must find him, keep him safe. I need you to promise me this one, Aramis, because without that promise, I can't stop the prince consort from trying to do it himself. Aramis nodded briskly. Send me the coordinates, Chev. If your witness is who I think he is, I know a musketeer who's going to be very pleased to hear it. Conrad Sue must have escaped Villiers' house after Buck was killed. No wonder Chev and the Prince were so desperate to secure him. They'd already lost one friend this week. Good," said Chevreuse with a grin. I have a soft spot for your D'Artagnan, since she sent me the best bloody personal assistant I've ever had. Kitty is a marvel. How's the baby? Aramis asked. To keep Chevreuse on the line a little longer. It was a million years since they'd last talked. Chevre actually looked startled. It was rare that Aramis was able to ruffle her. How did you know about that? Is it a secret? I thought Montbazon would be shouting it to the sky. He's always wanted an heir, hasn't he? Aramis didn't know Chevreuse's husband all that well. One new aristocrat high-up government official was much the same as another. Chevre had kept them as separate as possible when she and Aramis were dating. Whatever she and Montmaison shared, it had always sounded like a pragmatic, contractual relationship, rather than anything romantic. He was happy to acknowledge our daughter, Chavreuse said, surprisingly flustered. That was rare. He's not the biological father, though. Aramis smirked, leaning her chin on her hands. Really? Tell me more. Chavreuse narrowed her eyes. Oh, look, signals breaking up. The perfectly clear subspace signal that had tra- transmitted her footage all the way from Luna Palais dissolved into a burst of grey static. That was fun, Aramis said to Bazin, who gave her one of his patented judgy android expressions. Can we set up a secure line between us and the buttercup? I want to chat to Captain D'Artagnan about boys. Thanks for listening to Sheep Might Fly. This podcast was recorded on Palawa land. I acknowledge and pay respect to the Tasmanian Aboriginal people as the traditional owners and continuing custodians of Lutruwita, Tasmania. Sheep Might Fly is produced and edited by Andrew Finch. You can sign up to my author newsletter for updates, follow me on Twitter at TansyRR, and if you like this podcast, conti- consider supporting me at Patreon, where you can receive all kinds of bonus rewards, early ebooks and exclusive stories for a small monthly pledge. See you next week.